grab your big book, your pen, your highlighter, and notepad and get ready to hear and apply some of the solution from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous through the experience, strength, and hope of Nikki M. To have a question addressed in a future episode of Noodle It Out with Nikki, please send an email to noodlewithnikki at gmail.com and Nikki is spelled with two Ks. To get a more interactive experience with Nikki as she noodles out life and recovery questions using the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can get a link to her weekly Noodle It Out with Nikki meeting held live on Zoom every Monday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. The information to that meeting is in the show notes of this podcast. God morning, God afternoon, and God evening to all. My name is Justin B, and I'm a son of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a qualifying addict in multiple fellowships living in the miracle of recovery, and I'm here with the intelligent agent, spearhead of God's ever-advancing creation, and my co-host, Nikki M. Nikki, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing this last week. Hi, Justin and family out there in Noodle Land. I have been living life in Luxembourg with my boyfriend. As you know, I live in Toronto. So this past week, I had a blackout, an absolute codependent blackout. I went into one of the bedrooms that he has and hid there for 24 hours, me and God. I don't have internet. I don't have my phone. I don't have my fellowship, access to a meeting. When I emerged 24 hours later, I had been reborn. In the dark, I grow, Justin. I grow, I don't grow in the light. I'm like a little dirty mushroom and a fungi and I grow in the dark. So when I had seen my wrongs and was willing to write them, uh, I merged and uh, we're heading to Italy tomorrow. So I can't say anything, but I'm fantastic, but it has been, it says there will be low spots and I had one this week and I'm just grateful that I'm equipped with the tools, not, not just a meeting not just, I have my big book, of course, it's the only English literature I have right now in Luxembourg, but um, it's been a week where I've, I've learned, I've grown. So I'm just so grateful for the certain trials and low spots ahead. What an opportunity to capitalize on God omnipotence. Oh man, that's something that uh, I'd love to dig into, but I think we're going to go a little bit different direction today, but man, (laughs) that's, that's a sweet experience. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for, uh, and opening up yourself to that. Appreciate that. Okay. So let me talk to you a little bit, uh, family out there, a little bit about RICO 12 and what we do here. It's the RICO 12 family of recovery resources is is plentiful. It's growing. We've got lots of really cool things happening. Among those is the weekly meter, weekly speaker meeting podcast, uh, RICO 12 shares podcast. We've got Noodle It Out with Nikki. We've got the big book uh, roundtable uh, podcast. We've got four podcasts out there that are really helpful and really good. So if you haven't checked those out, uh, go check them out. Also, we at Rico 12 subscribe to the idea in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. So come in here and let's, let's follow this path and let's strive to follow the path ourselves. Okay, so this project called Noodle It Out with Nikki is an exercise and deep dive into finding solutions to questions, issues, and things we encounter in everyday life in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We'll bring a couple of questions from our own lives, the lives of people we work with in recovery and from the listening audience to the big book. So if you've got a question out there to be addressed in a future uh, uh, episode of this, send an email to noodlewithnikki at gmail.com. Nikki has two Ks and we'll get to those in future episodes. But right now, get your big book ready and let's get ready to run around it and make some notes. All right, Nikki, we're going to start off with a topic that you brought up uh, last recording we had that I'd really like to dig into. And it's something that I would like further clarification for myself. But let's talk a little bit about 
spiritual awakening versus spiritual experience. Tell us what the book says and what your understanding of that is. Okay, this is a great question, and it comes up a lot. And actually, today on our meeting that we had, it was it was brought up. And it's on page six, 567 in the back appendix of the book, 567 of your fourth edition of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And in mine, I wrote spiritual experience, and I put verses, the spiritual awakening, because this is what this all talks about it. And it says the term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book. And, you know, what, what are they talking about it? They're talking about a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism, not just from alcohol, from the disease of alcoholism. And that to me, Justin, encompasses all addictions and afflictions. I mean, the book says this is a spiritual way of life for anyone and everyone, not just an alcoholic. That is the vision that Bill W. and his friends had. Somehow we've gotten off track. So it says, you know, it's true in the first printing. If you've read Bill W.'s story, it's this bright white light moment. You know, and I had a spiritual experience. It happened in year eight, okay? It was during COVID, um, right at the beginning. And I remember I'd lost my job. It was it was crazy because I'm I, I worship money. I literally worship money, and um, I don't. I oh, I was in a online meeting called How to Listen to God, and there's a book. I think it's Wally P wrote the book How to Listen to God, and um, in it they talk about nothing being yours, like my mom, my children, my wife, my you know. No, nothing's really yours. It's just all borrowed, and I'm the keeper of it. And it was a spiritual experience. I dropped to my knees. I called my first sponsee, you know her. She was on here one time years ago, Sarah B., the codependent. And I called her and I was crying and I said, nothing's mine. I have been working my whole life, ignoring my children for this paycheck to pay off this house, you know, my house, my house. And, and I dropped to my knees and I realized nothing is mine. And from that day on, I've, I have not worshipped money. I mean, that's how quick it was removed. It was like a blink, a white light, and it was gone. Now, was my other addictions removed like that? No, it was not like that. And it says right in here, happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous, meaning it's wrong that, you know, we have to have this sudden and spectacular upheaval. You know, that's what it says in the book. It says, you know, their first printing gave many readers the impression that you have to have this this religious or this crazy experience in sudden, spectacular, bright light, white moment. You know, it says, thank God it's not true. And then if you go further down, it, it talks about what me and most of my friends, and maybe even you, Justin, have had. It says, among our rapidly growing membership, um, though such transformations, you know, they're frequent, it's by no means the rules. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety. See, I have learned the big book and through learning and through this educational of what does it mean to be an addict? What I'm armed with, I'm armed with the facts, page 18 of our book. I'm armed with the facts. It's developed over a period of time. So there's that's the difference. A spiritual experience is like this one, this bright light moment. It happens and and you know, you're like, I found God, or I've been relieved of this addiction and affliction. Most of what I've had with most of my friends, my sponsees, my fellows is this kind that we slowly wake up. It's like these 
as my friend Oprah, she was once my friend. I don't, I don't go there anymore, but you know, this aha moment, everyone heard the aha, aha. I've had a lot of these aha moments along the way. And every, it's like, it's just chipping away where basically I love this line on page 13, Justin, it says, let me get there. It says, common sense would thus become uncommon sense. You know, that's what's happened for me. That's kind of like the educational variety for me, where my common sense, what I used to think was normal, is now becoming unnormal, you know. And I love it what it says here. It says, quite often, friends of the newcomer, of Nikki, are aware of the difference long before I can even see it myself. That's the educational variety. You know, I I finally realize, and I love this promise on page 567. I think this is the most, I I talk about it a lot. I think this is the best promise in the book. It says, a profound alteration, a profound alteration in my reaction to life. Now, as I started this podcast out, I I forgot about all this because I, I got into my dirty diaper. I hid out in one of my boyfriend's bedrooms for 24 hours, fasting only with God in my big book. I emerged a different person. But, you know, my profound alteration in my reaction to life just wasn't there in that moment. However, when I emerged 24 hours later, it was. Um, You know, it says right here, too, what often takes place in a few months could have seldom be accomplished in in years of self-discipline. You know, I've disciplined myself in so many ways. And I know you have, too, Justin. I mean, all the human aids out there, you name it, we have, especially with the food addiction or with the, you know, these, these, even any of the process addictions, I'll say, you know, I'll do this a little less than I'll do this a little, and it doesn't really work like that. So my experience has completely been that I've had a spiritual experience once in my 12 years, almost 12 years in the rooms, the rest have been, um, I slowly, grow into it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so the spiritual awakening and spiritual experience is more, you've got one of them is a, the white light moment of everything has changed. I see everything different in this particular aspect of my life, of my recovery, whatever it may be. And the other one is I'm a gradually awakening into this. I'm gradually, uh, the light is turning on gradually. And I have one day I go, Oh, I see that after maybe somebody has pointed it out. Hey, you, you, you've changed in that aspect. And I recognize it at that point. Am I, am I summing that up pretty well? Yeah. Well, here it is on page 87. This is a very big promise too, Justin. It says what used to be the occasional hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually, there's a key word, gradually becomes a working part of my mind. See, I'm still an experienced. I've only been here 11 and a half years. Like, you know, this is, I'm still in kindergarten. This, oh, I've reached it. There's no there in 12 step. Everyone, when am I going to get there? There is no there. This is a lifetime lifestyle, life practice working for God. And it says, I've just made conscious contact with this power you know, with this, with this, with this power greater than myself. And it's not probable that I'm going to be uh, inspired or that I'm going to have an experience every day. Everyone wants a spiritual experience every day. You know, if you know Bill W's history, and I have so much, I know nothing on this. Justin and I are not experts. We're just people noodling things out here. Uh, you know, 
Bill Wilson didn't have such an easy time. It wasn't his one bright light moment. And he suffered from depression and other things that I, I don't want to say them because, you know, the rumors that he used LSD, all these things that he did. So, you know, we all have our own experiences with this. It's not an overnight matter. And, and that's what I love about this. Um, back to page 568. And I love what it says here in the spiritual experience. It's, it's this. There is a principle which is bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, which cannot fail to keep a man, woman in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. So everyone here should really be investigating. What does a spiritual experience look like? What does a spiritual awakening look like? Yeah, and I, I've heard it in the rooms very often. You know, I can't stay sober. I can't be stay recovered on yesterday's miracle. I need to continue feeding that. And yes, while I have a spiritual experience that could be this white light moment that changes everything, if I rest on my laurels and let mm -hmm. up on this spiritual program of action, I can very quickly forget that spiritual experience I had, or, or you know, it just disappears for a moment, and I'm off and running. Oh, that's good stuff. So um, anything else on that that you'd like to talk about? I do have a question that I, that I think relates to that that I'd like to get to if we can. Yeah, we can get to it because I'm sure what I'm going to say next probably relates to the next question. Just not that I read minds, but, right. you know, there's so much that we can say about this because uh, it's all in our book. This is a magic book, Justin, and the answers are all there. So ask your next question. Let's see if I'm on track. Okay, the next question comes to us, uh, you know, we've got all these resources to gather questions from, and this one's coming in here, and it says, uh, you know, the promises came true for me, and it seems I have lost connection with higher power. Now I can't get the promises back. How do I find that connection again? So it's kind of that same thing of yesterday's miracle, all of a sudden I've forgotten about it, and I've walked away from it, and now I'm trying to get it back, and I can't. How, talk to us a little bit about what the book says about that. Well, if we all turn to page 85, and we are on the right track here, Justin, because it is true. I mean, we talk about the daily reprieve. So here on page 85, it says it's easy to let up on a spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. And that's what you were talking about. What's rest on our laurels? Get lazy, get complacent, get complacent. Like you just said it like every day, I need a shower. Let's just go there. If you're, you need, you need, you know, if you don't need to wash your hair every day, but whatever. I need to, you know, wash certain parts every day. If I don't, you, everybody out there knows what's going to happen. So it's the same with the spiritual experience. And it says, I am headed for trouble if I do. If I do what, Nikki? Always in the big book, go back to the previous line to know what they're talking about. If I rest on my laurels, because Alcohol, drugs, obsessive compulsive behavior is a subtle foe. It's an enemy. See, I'm not cured of my addiction, my alcoholism. What I have is a daily reprieve contingent based on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. So people go, well, I'm maintaining. Well, let's roll back to step 11. It doesn't say maintain. It says improve. See, I can maintain my house, Justin. I have a beautiful house in downtown Toronto. It's, I want to say it's 130 years old. It's an old Victorian house and I can maintain it. But you can imagine if I maintained this 130 year old house, I've improved it. And God has just been helpful in that too. Cause you know, I lost my job in COVID. So how I had money to do improvements on my house 
I don't know. That's all God. But I improved. We got new floors. We, you know, did the backyard. It was crazy what I've been doing at my home. I improved my home. So it's the same way here. If I just maintain my spiritual condition, if I rest on my laurels and just maintain and just, oh, Nikki, I'm doing the do's. I'm praying and I'm meditating and I'm 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 sponsoring. Let's say let's say the, the person who's saying the first question I'd ask is, are you sponsoring? Because if you're not sponsoring, you will never, in this program is my experience, find God daily. I find God daily through my sponsees, through my fellows, through this fellowship, through seeking God. So are you seeking God? Because it says, let's just read the step 11 step. It says, we sought. That's seeking. You have to seek God. Seek the power. Oh, Nikki, I, okay, I don't care. Seek power. No one, no one here is, I didn't come in here looking for God, Justin. When I came in here, I didn't even want to hear that word. And now I'm seeking this power through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact. See, I got to be awake. I got to be conscious every day because as you said, I fall asleep. I need to improve this conscious contact with this power as I understand it. You know, and, and that takes, that takes a lot of work. You know, it, it took a lot of work for me in my addiction. I need to put that work into my recovery. Praying only for knowledge. Are you, people out there, are you praying only for knowledge? Or are you praying for God to give you something? Give me, give me. You know, give me never gets, I was told as a child. So you're to pray only. I mean, the big book tells you how to pray. You're to pray only for knowledge of God's will of this power, of this creator of the universe, of this of this power that I, I can't even put into words. And then we ask for the power to carry it out. So this is really, how do you find God back? Here it is too. The other day, we can just throw in my meltdown from the beginning of how did I find God back? Because I lost God in that moment. I literally was packing my stuff, take me to the train station, take me to the airport. And of course, my boyfriend is with God and said no, very calmly. He just said no. And so I locked myself in the room and I'm in a country where literally, Justin, it's crazy in Luxembourg, they speak Luxembourgish. So like, what language is that? I don't know. It's a, but it says on page 63, cause I only had my English big book and it's down here on page 63. It says, we found it very desirable to take this step. What step? Your step three decision to give your life to this power every day, all day with an understanding person, such as a wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor. And I love this next line, but it is better to meet God alone than with one who might not understand. And you know, my boyfriend, as much as he loves God and lives, lives a really, you know, really conscious life, he doesn't understand the 12 steps. He doesn't understand the fellowship. He certainly doesn't understand the disease of alcoholism. He does understand when I tell him page 77, my purpose is to serve. And I say, I'm not going to do that. And he goes, mm, what does page 77 say? And so, you know, be careful who you tell the book to, because it might get thrown back in your face. And I appreciate that, but you better meet God alone. So to the person says, how do I find God back? Did you go alone? Did you go alone and really sit with God? Or are you relying on a meeting? Are you relying on human aid? Because it says very clearly in this book, we are beyond human aid. So sometimes to find God back, have you gone and 
to nature. No one's on the channel right now. It's just me and you, but Justin has a beautiful scenery in his background. I don't know how to do that stuff on my phone, but it's nature and it's sky and it's trees and it's water. And it's just stunning, Justin. If you sit in that and you just sit and, and how about this? How do you find God back? Page 119. This is really how you can do it. I didn't do this. The other day, first I started taking my boyfriend's inventory. I started looking at everything negative. No one, oh, I was driven by self-pity, a hundred forms of it. So, you know, that's that's hard to deal with when you're driven by a hundred forms of self-pity. But if we turn to page 119, it says right here, when you can't find God, how do you find God back? When resentful thoughts come, how about when any other thought than a God thought comes? How about when fear comes? How about when, see, I like to ch add words into my big book, people. That's okay. You know, that's okay. I can do that. When resentful thoughts come, it says try. Well, Justin, you and I, we don't use that word try because we're students of Yoda. Do or do not. There is no try, young Jedis. Okay. So we just pause and we count our blessings. And I like, I have an obsessive mind. The book says we have an obsessive mind. So if I'm just going to count my blessings, I won't get too far. I need to obsess about my blessings. And when I start obsessing about my blessings, Justin, I find God real quick. I find God real quick when I start to count my blessings. Because if, if you can't find God and you have, you have eyes and you have hands and you have a family who loves you and you even have a cell phone to listen to this, Mm, you're living in self-pity. That's what it is. You're not working a 12-step program. That's This is very radical. And that's why they say many pursue it. It doesn't say a few, Justin. I, you know, I, I'm like a parrot. If you're listening to me always and Justin on Noodle, I'm like a parrot. Why? I forget. And I think we all forget that page 30 says many. It doesn't say a few. Many pursue it to the gates of insanity or death. So with that daily reprieve, back to page, I think it was we were on... 85. It says every day is a day. <laughs> okay. Flash news alert. This is a really like, where's that being, being, being news alert. You never get a day off when you work for God, people. When you work for this power greater than yourself, it says every day is a day. We must, if you see the word must in your big book, uh, my suggestion is to do it. <laughs> you must carry the vision of God's will. And if you've done a thorough step four and you know what you are, and you've armed with the facts about your character defects, just invert those things. You know, just invert it, and that's God's will. If I'm selfish, I need to be generous. If I'm, if I'm lustful, I need to be intimate with people. You know, if I'm hateful, I need to be forgiving. That's God's will. And it says into all. I like to circle, whenever you see the it all in the book too, circle that. All our activities. What are our activities? Well, we've talked about it before. Our family. Our job, we have to be fully self-supporting. That's a tradition. And the newcomer, you know, this is this is real radical stuff. And how can I best serve thee? Your will, God, not mine be done. These are the thoughts. See, our thought life will be placed on a much, these thoughts, not thoughts about how do I find God back? How about thoughts that I'm an intelligent agent spearhead of God's ever advancing creation and nothing can touch me, I'm all the way up. That's page 49. Let me repeat that very slowly for the people in the back. Page 49, if your thoughts are, how do I find God, rather than I'm an intelligent agent spearhead of God's ever-advancing creation, your mind's not in the big book. If your mind's in, how do I find God, 
rather than page 63. He is the father. We are his children. These are facts. Like, I believe my book. I believe my, oh, it's on page 62. I'm sorry. Page, it says right here, God is going to be my director. He is the principal. I am his agent. These are the thoughts that I should have every day. You know, my thought life should be all about what, what does the book say? I uh, love it, Nikki. This is good stuff. And I, I love how those, those two questions tied in together. And for me, my takeaway from this is, and I'm going to repeat what I said earlier, I cannot stay in peace and serenity in recovery sober on yesterday's miracle. Today is the day in which all of these things I need to remember, renew, restore. Everybody, there is one that has all power. That one is God. May you find God now. All right. Keep coming back, everybody. 